I've had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I when I look around and I think things over all of my good days outweigh my bad days. I, I, I won't complain. It's so good to me. Sometimes oh. the clouds hang low. Oh. I can hardly see the road. Eh? I ask a question, Lord. Yeah. Why? Why? Huh? Why? So much pain. Mm-hmm. But he knows. He knows what? What's best for me? Mm. Although my weary eyes, they can't see. Mm. So I'll just say, thank Thank you, Lord. Lord. Uh I I won't complain. complain. That's how we're going to open up saving the socialist episode. (laughs) (laughs) You really can go. We might open up every show like that with just a bullshit. (laughs) We're going to let him use you on this show. We, Man, I just thank God for that. You just blessed my heart. I almost started crying. <laughs> I just felt like God's presence because I just know for real. Yeah. That no, sometimes that's how I be. Like, sometimes I be having to really sit, like, outside of me just being able to sing, like, music is really my, like, one of my love languages. Mm. So, like, worship for me is, like, such a deep experience. I be crying. I'm a crier. Like, everyone yeah. knows I be in church crying. Mm-hmm. I be in church dancing, shouting, like, just a mess, booing. Mm-hmm. Because wor- music, worship is just such, it's so big for me. Yeah. And sometimes when I don't know what to say mm-hmm. or how to pray or I feel like God, you know, I don't know where you at. Sometimes you got to sing a song. Yeah. Just tell them like, and even like encouragement when I'm going through stuff or I feel myself going down a cycle. I'm psycho, psycho. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, whatever it comes to my mind, that's just what it got to be. Mm-hmm. I blame my mom because yeah, it's she her can fault. go. She can go. I heard mama sing too, but yeah. nah, man, that's that's actually beautiful, man. I, um, I, I've been worshiper too. Mm-hmm. Like me personally, like I'm not big on like shouting, but I love like just laying in this presence. Like I love, yeah, yeah I love just like a, a worship song. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm to the point now where I don't really need anybody to sing, but like if somebody's playing a piano mm-hmm. or like the uh, organ, good. Mm-hmm. Like, I can just lay in that. Yeah. I'll be good. Yeah. Just basking in his presence. Yeah, just in his presence. I'm good. You know, I wasn't much of a shouter. I like to dance, like, just in general. Like, mm-hmm. I dance. I'm probably always the person in the middle of the circle dancing. Yeah. And so I feel like at church, I wasn't much of a shouter either. I didn't mm-hmm. even know how to shout. Yeah. I used to shout for fun, like, play shout. Mm-hmm. But there came times where, like, it was not... Whenever I shout, it's not voluntary. It's not because I want to. Right. I actually feel like I look crazy. Mm-hmm. But maybe you'll get to that point where it's not voluntary and you just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like the last time I shout, I was shouting on New Year's, but I was shouting last Sunday too. Because I got in a car accident mm-hmm. and the Lord saved my life. When I tell you he saved me and my friends' lives, I do mean saved. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. We're gonna jump into all we, that. We're gonna, we gonna, we gonna jump into all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to, I had to pick him up and put him down mm. and give him praise. There you and go. I couldn't contain. It. I kept trying to stop. People don't know that when you shouting and you really into it and the spirit is taking over, you be tired. Yeah. Like you like, whoo, 
Woo! I was tired and I wanted to stop, but God was like, Mm-mm, not yet. Not yet. Kept going. There's more. That's a word right What'd there. You say? There's more. Get up. Get up. <laughs> but nah, man, on this episode of Say This Such, man, it's just me and Ray Ray in the studio um, tonight, just recording, man. Just really, we was just in God's presence. Just talking. We was, we've been in here for like an hour, just worshiping, just, yeah. you know what I mean, spending time doing content. Things that I love to do, man, with, with just my brothers and sisters in Christ. But on today's episode of Satan Such, we're going to be talking about growing up in church and what that looked like and how that went and, and how, how we that, got here. How we got here. You know what I'm saying? So who would have thunk it? Yeah. Everybody. Thing, yeah. So what was your church like growing up? What was who took you? Who what was it like? Just your experience. Um, so my mom, she was she was a minister. Well, she is a minister. She's now an elder. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom was definitely heavy in church. She's a singer. She's a musician. She started going to church. She grew up in church, too. Not at our church, but I think at 16, she started going to our current church, which is Church of the Redeemed of the Lord. There you go. 4321 Oyo Road. Mm-hmm. Pull out if you want. 10 a.m. Sunday. Um, and then Bible study at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she started going there when she was 16. Um Pastor Stokes, he, like, helped raise her. Like, he mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like, helped bring her closer to Christ and, like, mm-hmm. just be that father figure that she needed at the time. Um, and so he's, like, my grandfather. Yeah. So I was born at that church. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't a question of if you was going, it was in this house, we're going to serve the Lord, and you're going to get up and go to church. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a choice. Like, when I was a kid, when we were children, me and my brother, brother's, we got up on Sundays and we went to church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always a, pers- a kid that liked to go to church. Like, I liked church. Mm-hmm. Church was fun for me because I went to elementary school or part of elementary school. I went to a school. My church had a school and I went to the church school. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends were also at church. So it was more like a social thing for me. It wasn't really like, of course, I loved God. And I was a part of every ministry there was to be singer, dancer, and some other stuff. But... Yeah, it was it was a big social. Uh, it's a lot of fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, probably and then like, I want to say college. Like when I started driving and my mom got busy and she could she didn't have to take us anymore. Like mm-hmm. I I had my own life for real. Um, it became an option. Like well, not really, but that the expectation was there, but we wasn't forced. Mm-hmm. So I basically, you know, decided to go when I wanted to on my own. And if I had something else to do or something else I wanted to do, that's what I did. Yeah. And my mom always told me, like, if you can get up and go to the to the club, to go out with your friends, go mm-hmm. to parties, college parties, you better get up and go to the church the next day. Mm-hmm. If you can do that for if you can do that for your friends and stay out all night, you can get up and go to church in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of always instilled in me. And by the time I got to college and was picking for myself. I was going just because that's what you do on Sundays. You go to church. Nothing else to do. Right. What about you? Yeah, I, um, I would say I grew up in church early, like as a kid. Um, I was at the church that I'm currently at now, Faith Transformation Worship Center, 1401 Laughlin Road. <laughs> Bible studies Thursdays at 7, so you shout out Bible studies. Nah, but um, I, I grew up in church. Like I said, like I would say, all elementary. I went to a church called Highway Holiness, my my family's church. Um, I just remember like my grandmother was big on it. Like I used to just go to the Bible studies with my grandmother. Um, 
I was on the choir at one point. I remember right going, now. Yes. I did it all. <laughs> I did it all growing up in church. Um, I remember the Sunday schools, the, uh, what's it called? The, um, vacation Bible schools. Yeah. Oh I remember gosh. doing all that, man. So, you know what I mean? I worked in the kitchen, served food. Well, that's um, right. Yeah, I, I did it all except play, a, play the drum. I never really played like an instrument and I'm a musician. <laughs> and that really was me. But yeah, man, I definitely grew up in church and I would definitely say like, and at times that I grew up in, um, people were giving me knowledge and gems on why I should be grateful where I'm at in that house and not just that church alone, but in the house of God. You know what I mean? And through life, like as life went on and you begin to go through things and experience things and experience traumas and hurt and pain and heartaches and heartbreaks and things like that, you understand why that that foundation has to be laid. You understand why that it's so important to have that relationship with God mm-hmm. in the midst of things. I learned a lot about myself going away to college. You know what I'm saying? Like you were saying and things that we've seen and things like that. But I always had that foundation of God instilled in me mm-hmm. and my relationship with him instilled in me. So like that's what I could always go back to. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I went to college um, my junior year, but somehow, some way, when I started a new school, like my new college that I went to um, after I transferred, like I just felt like it just felt cold in my dorm room. It felt like just like I was like, like in a, like an unfamiliar place, like, a, you know, what I mean, which I was. I wasn't really used to the area and things like that. But I know what, I just began to worship and I felt God's presence come in the room. You know, what I mean, and that's when I felt like I'm at home. I'm at peace. You know what I mean? So, like, just that foundation of just allowing him to just come where you are. He'll meet you where you're at as well. Yeah, yeah. I, that's And that's the that's the, um something very important for people, parents, if you watch watching, to understand that um the Bible is the blueprint. It's set up in a way that um he talks about, or the Bible talks about very relevant things. And so Proverbs 22 and 6 says, train up a child in the way he will go, in the way he should go, and when Mm -hmm. he's old, he won't depart from it. And that just means literally train them up the way you want them to go, which Mm -hmm. is God's way because that's the way he should be going, he or Mm -hmm. she should be going. And when they get old, they won't depart. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, like you may stray away, you may kind of take a step back, just like I did, you know, with having a choice. Right. But when they get old, like when when you know something, and when you've been trained to do something, mm-hmm. you go back to it no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Because and, and God is so real that He makes it easy to come back. He's just right. like, "Come on back." Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, you did it. But come on back. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I really love about Him. Um, probably during COVID, you know, we stopped going to church. Yeah. Whatever. But that's when I also had to choose God for myself. And I've said this mm-hmm. before. During COVID, I had to choose God for myself because there was no, when you're going through something, you know, you know, it's Wednesday. Okay. I got four more days to church and I can go lay on the awesome, get prayed over and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. when it's none of that and you just have you and God or you and your family in the house and your family driving you crazy, mm-hmm. you have to get to know God for yourself. And God. so that time, during that time, I really, me and God had to lock in and I had to get to know, re-experience him. And remember, like, yeah, yeah, this is the God that I serve. Yeah. And 
from then on, it's been yeah. we've been here yeah. because when you know better, you do better. Yeah, and you can't like with God, you can't pretend. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just having that authentic um, relationship yeah. is basically, I think, what you're saying. Um, I think for me as well, and a lot of people, I feel like COVID was definitely a time where like he there was a call yeah. upon his children that yeah. it was like it was so evident now. Looking back on it, like it was so many people that I've heard so many testimonies about what COVID did. And I mean, that that point in time is crazy. Like it's going to be like movies and books and stuff on that point in time. But right. like for us to even live through that yeah. Yeah. is a testimony in itself because it was so many people that died. It was something unfamiliar. It was something we never seen before. Something that like we couldn't go back and <clears throat> like get advice and things on that. So like having that relationship with God during that point in time was very key, very, very important. important. Yeah. You know what I mean? And during that point in time, he gave me this. You know what I'm saying? So just me just laying and having that relationship with him, you know what I'm saying? He gave me something that changed my my life. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of hard when you're... I don't know. I, I guess... And maybe we can, like, make this, like, a real... Because like, I want to know... <laughs> With, <laughs> but I want to know, like, do people think it's easier to come to God when you didn't know him at first? Mm-hmm. Like, come to God, go to God fresh, or to come <laughs> back to him? Like, mm-hmm. which one is easier? Which, which one, one would you would you say is easier? I mean, clearly, you and I both grew up with God, so yeah. we can only speak on what we know. But right. um, I want to hear, like, different perspectives. Yeah, that's actually a great question because, I, like you said, I don't even know our perspective. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I know from our perspective, <clears throat> it was hard for me to come back at times because mm-hmm. I felt the unworthy. Yeah. I felt yeah. like I was dirty. I felt like, you feel me, I I did too much to even, I, for me to even be wanted back yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? But that's just not who he is. That's mm-hmm. just not the God that we serve. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was, and the crazy thing is he was there with us through it all. Through the, through the hurt. ignoring him. Through the hurt, through the pain, through the heartaches, you know what I'm saying? He was right there in the midst with us. He never left us, nor forsake us. Um, It's it's just crazy, man, of how, like, um, just the love that he has for us. I think that's the biggest thing that I I have with God in our relationship is that the love. The love is so authentic. The love is just so, it's something like you really can't really describe. It's like a feeling that, like. You can't. To yeah, you can't really put in the words of like how much like you know what I mean the love for his children are. And and that's when I think about how God loves me and how I love him back, it's like or I'm I'ma say how God loves me and how I love myself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, self-love, we preach self-love, we preach all this stuff, but God loves us so unconditionally. That we don't have the capacity to understand. We don't have the capacity to understand how to love that unconditionally, like mm-hmm. like he does. So, like you said, like I'll do, we'll do something and be like, oh no, like we too dirty. Yeah, we we did too much. Like oh, I said too much, or mm-hmm. I I went too far away. Mm-hmm. It's too much to come back now. Mm-hmm. And we think about it how people treat us. Like no. If I don't talk to so and so for a year, they like, oh girl, yeah, forgot about you. Not yeah. looking for you. You can't come back around. Mm-hmm. But God is like, 
I've been waiting this whole time. Right. Welcome back. Right. Hey. So, and, and that's that's something that I had to also understand coming back or over this journey since COVID. Mm. It is that <clears throat> nothing I can, nothing I do can separate me from the love of Christ. Mm. And so, yes, I may be walking, I may be having a hard time because we're spiritual beings. Whether you knew God from the jump or just started getting to know God, we're all spiritual beings. And so when we're going through stuff, more than likely it's spiritual warfare mm-hmm. because you may not know what you have and you may not know what God calls you to do, but the devil knows. Yeah. And he knows what he got to do to stop you and, and to keep you from doing whatever it is that your purpose is and to keep you from working in God's kingdom. So the stuff that you go through is more than likely spiritual warfare or it could be the consequences of your actions. Yeah. So it's important to, you know, kind of realize that when we go through stuff, it's not God beating us up. It's not God like, like why would you let this happen to me? Because it's not him. It's either mm-hmm. the consequence of your actions or spiritual warfare, but you yeah. got to choose how you're going to fight. Right. And that's why it's important to get your head in the game. You got to really know what's going on because mm-hmm. you can't fight spiritual beings physically. Right. And I think it's so key for like you to spend time with God mm-hmm. so you can discern what you're in yeah. and what season yeah. you're in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like everybody be saying like, um, this is a trick of the enemy. The enemy's out to get me. This is a the enemy's just, you know, yeah. I mean, a plan and a scheming. Mm-hmm. But not even realizing like this is God like trying to consecrate you. Yeah. Trying to make your flesh die. Yeah. Like, I mean, you gotta understand through the word and through spending time with him what season that you're in. I think that's very important. That's something that I, I'm learning, like, as I'm going. Like, what season am I in? Because every season ain't a time. What's to say? No, um, it's, I think it's out of Bookie Classic. It's, it's a time to dance. Time to cry. A time to cry. You know what I mean? You got to do a time to, it says, I forgot what it's Time like. to mourn, time to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, you got to understand what season you're in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, Instagram has really shaped how a lot of believers or new believers, old believers, whatever, has shaped mm-hmm. how believers see God or see the Bible or mm-hmm. just how we view Christianity. And mo- most of what I see is people are either in their winning season mm-hmm. or their waiting season. Right. Like, guys, there's so many more seasons than that. You right. could be winning and also waiting. Mm-hmm. You could be waiting and also uh, getting beat up. Yeah. So it's, it's really important to know what season you're in because... God may be trying, yeah, you might you might be winning in this area, but God is trying to refine you in this area. He's mm-hmm. trying to shape you in this area. And you you could be waiting, or you could think you're in your waiting season, but God wants you to be disciplined. He wants you to work. So you're sitting here waiting when he's telling you to work. Mm-hmm. He like, you don't have it, not because I'm, I have it on hold. I need you to meet me halfway. I already did the 50, you need to meet me the other way. Yeah. So it's it's very important to ask God, like, what do you want my day? What do you want my year, my week, my month to look like? What season am I in? Mm-hmm. And it's it's important to lock in with God. Like, I know that last year was definitely a year of refining for me. Like, right. I was definitely being shaped, shaped and molded into the woman that God is calling me to be. And I'm still in that. But I do feel like right now, um, he's starting to show me like, yeah. okay, I see you did this. So I'm going to add this to it. But there's more. Like, you need to... Lacking some more, and there will be more. He says, uh, "What he say? Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all His oh, righteousness, and all every everything else will be added unto you." Right. So that's all you got to do is seek God first mm-hmm. and His righteousness. Righteousness, mm-hmm. live holy, live right mm-hmm. to the best of your ability, and He'll do the rest. 
Absolutely. And I just want to ask you a question that came up with my spirit. I don't know why. Um, switching gears a little bit. So, like, God is patient, right? And God doesn't live inside of time, mm-hmm. like, inside of our time. Like, that don't matter to him. But, like, you want to also tell people that are coming to Christ the truth as well. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to just be preaching to them about the God of love, the God yeah. of promises, the God okay. of, yeah, you know what I mean? Things like that. that things that, and, you know what I mean? But you also, like I'm learning also, like you, you got to sit down and explain to them about the rapture, what the yeah. rapture is, mm-hmm. living in the last days, you know, what that looks like and how we're in that. You know what I'm saying? So how do you go about things as far as, well, first of all, how was how was how was living in the last days? Like, how does that shape your <laughs> mindset as a believer? So the way I learned about the rapture and all the dark things of <laughs> Christ's return mm-hmm. was a play at church yeah. called None But the Righteous. Mm. None but the righteous. When I was, I, I want to say I was probably like, I had to be in like the third grade. Yeah. Because my grandma used to always play um, Left Behind, like mm. that, that series where people would just be disappearing and going into the sky. And she would play, um, she would always watch Touched by an Angel. Like, I, I always watched it. So I knew that God was going to come back. And I kind of knew what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. I also mm. had a, a, a picture Bible when I was a small, small kid mm. that, that showed us um, Noah's Ark and the flood and all of that stuff. So I had a little clue, right? And then when I got probably like elementary school age, maybe fourth grade, none but the righteous to play at church literally depicted like life right before the rapture, life after, after I mean, during the rapture and then tribulation period. Mm-hmm. When I tell you they played the mess mm-hmm. out of those characters, mm-hmm. like they, every. They even had like the name. I got. I go to a big church, so we had the space to create hell, like create a, a portion of hell where the fire would come out whenever somebody was going to hell. Mm. We had angels on the stage. We, we had Jesus sitting on the throne, like a mm. real. It was a good play. Yeah, and it really showed me like wow. And it kind of we had it was so many different characters from different walks of life doing different things. Like, and that was the first time I learned for God I live, for God I die, in that play because one of the characters. He was like a um, he was he was raised in church and he kind of lost his way. He started selling drugs and stuff, but he was praying and praying and praying and asking God to to deliver him. And basically, the Antichrist came and basically was like, "If you they were in a tribulation period," and he was like, "If you don't deny God, I'm gonna kill you." Mm. And he was like, "For God I live, for God I die." And the man shot him, mm. but he went to heaven. So I realized, mm. like, that was the first, I was so scared as a child because the, yeah. they had, like, uh, they did uh, the makeup, mm-hmm. the, um, and they, they they looked like real demons. Like, they had the stuff on their face, not just paint, but seriously, like, yeah, the clo- it was just so scary. But it put fear in me. And yeah. it was like, oh, I can't go to hell because yeah. I can't deal with that. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, that was how I learned about it. And... I'm not going to lie. I don't want to scare people into, like, believing in God so they don't go to hell. 
But I do think that that's something very important for people to visualize. Mm -hmm. Because there were times where I would do, like, think about doing the craziest stuff and think about a demon just dragging me into hell. Right. So, like, I'm like, nah. (laughs) Can't. Nah, I'm not going to do that. And and sometimes you need to fear God, especially when you just Mm -hmm. trying stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I know God don't give us a spirit of fear, but I was scared to death when after I learned about the rapture and the last days and what that looked like and, and hell. Ain't gonna make it. Yeah, it was, and then it was just like, I don't know if it was how people explained it to me, but it was just like overwhelming because it was just like the things that they were saying we would go to hell over it was like natural things that we do. Yeah. You know like, what I'm saying? So like yeah. it was just like everyday things that we do. But that's before, you know what I mean, after studying scripture and things like that, you learn about sin, you learn about righteousness and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm getting a better understanding as time has went on of, mm-hmm. okay, this is pleasing to God. This ain't pleasing to God. Mm-hmm. But also learning about his grace and how it was sufficient and how it's sufficient. And also learning to give myself grace. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're going to make st- mistakes. We're going to come up short. Mm-hmm. That's a part of this walk. That's a part of why we need him. If we didn't need him, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it would be no point, be no point of, of just trusting him and just saying that we need him if, if we were going to be perfect human beings. But in reality, we're not. You know what I'm saying? We'll never, never be. will be. No. I think to a new Christian or to somebody that doesn't know, I would spin it to them. Like, I would probably, I don't want people to first learn in fear. No, right. Like, I believe that they should fear God and they should have an understanding about a visual representation of how it may be, but right. it would be 30 times worse than right. any play that they could put on. So I do think that people should experience that because it makes it real to them, not mm-hmm. just by reading it. It's not a story. This can really happen. Yeah. But I also, I think that we struggle so much on earth already that I want people to really understand the, the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Especially because um, for black people, uh, Christianity was weaponized. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a slave Bible where books in the Bible were ripped out that mm-hmm. talked about freedom, that talked about God's people, um, his chosen people and all that stuff so that the masters could and overseers could, could control their slaves. Mm-hmm. And so it was weaponized against us. And so sometimes when people have hard questions about Christianity or religion, you know, you want to answer those hard questions with in mind that we're already struggling to believe. And so when I come to people, I want people to, I don't want people to feel judged or feel like you can't wear to the church because that's not church attire or you, you do this. So, or like you're gay. Like, I don't want people to Mm. feel judged by Christ or by me or the Christ in me. Mm. And that's not my job. Mm -hmm. Our, above all, above all, show love. Right. Show the love of Christ. Right. And God, Jesus loves me so much that I want to share that love with other people. Absolutely. So I want. I don't want to lead with. We'll get into that. Right. We'll, you've seen enough where we'll get into it, and and hopefully when people come to God, they do their own research as well. Mm-hmm. But I definitely like to lead with the love of Christ because we we hurting like yeah. people are hurting and they don't they need a savior and they don't know that they already have one. Definitely, people are definitely hurting. I would definitely say that. Agree, one hundred ten percent with you. And a lot of people they try to in their pain. I believe that's where a lot of people are stuck in. I have to go and get a drink. Yeah. I have to go and smoke, or even that 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 spirit of that that lust spirit of I have to keep having sex. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Like all all those type of things are really like just distractions, things that keep you in bondage. You know what I mean? Things that keep you out of the presence of God. That's something that I learned. Um, you know what I mean? So, but I, I after like spending time and things like that, you understand like people are hurting. You know what I mean? But it's also our job as, as Christians to to come with God, not in our overwhelming spirit, but in a spirit of love, in a spirit of comfort, in a spirit of, of you know what I mean, of uh, that's what the kingdom is, a family type atmosphere. You know what I mean? I believe having that type of joyous spirit and things like that is what lead people to Christ. Yeah. And I just, I find it so sad that because I know how in bondage I felt. Mm-hmm. And people always say, like, oh, who the, sun set, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Like, yeah, but I still don't feel free. I feel very bound right. by sin. I feel bound by my mind. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really want people to know, like, now that I get it, it's like, oh, no. Who the sun set free is free, free indeed, for real. Yeah. Like, once I got delivered, once I started walking in my deliverance and started walking in my freedom, I started to realize, like, oh, no, like, I'm for real free. Like, I don't got to do that. Right. And it's hard, obviously, but literally, when, you, when, when you're free by God because God paid the price, it's like you walking around bound, but but the key is in your back pocket. Right. Like, just grab the key and unlock it. Mm-hmm. So I, I really want people to know that God already died for you. He already saved, he already saved you. Right. All you got to do is believe it. And start walking and walk walk in your freedom. Absolutely. I want to ask you a question too. Um, there was a quarterback by the name of Kirk Cousins. I didn't I was watching him do an interview. I didn't realize he had a strong relationship with Christ. And somebody asked him a question about like being a follower of Christ and what that looks like. And basically he said, There are a lot of people who think that they're followers of Christ, but they're really fans. Fans? Fans. And he started to explain what a follower looks like and what a fan looks like. You know what I mean? And um, basically, like, it, it, was, it was just amazing what he said. But basically, like, what I got out of it is a lot of people are calling themselves Christians. We're getting tattoos on us. We're putting the Bible scriptures in our, in our bio. In our bio. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're calling ourselves men of God, women of God. We're giving ourselves that title. I'm an I'm a evangelist. I'm an elder. I'm a, you know what I mean? We're doing that. But a follower... They picking up their cross every day. Every single day. It's a transformation that happens. Mm. You know what I mean? You can easily discern, okay, you've been spending time with God. You've been in his face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like a follower of Christ won't be ashamed to die for the gospel, like how you were saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's something that a fan probably won't do. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are fans today. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the following is, is, is you know what I mean? That's good. What we're lacking in. You know what I'm saying? So, shout, out, shout out to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, That's man. Good. When he said that, I kind of... Yeah, when he said that, it kind of like... It that just, was good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But what's your perspective on, on that type of I mindset? never thought about it like that, but I, I 1,000% agree. Yeah. I've said something like that to like one of my friends, but I just, you know, kind of told them like, you're a Christian by title. Mm-hmm. To be a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. And that's that's ultimately what a Christian is, is a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. And that means to model yourself after Christ. You're made in his image, act like it. Um, 
And that's that's the everyday thing. Like it, it's not just you read your Bible, you pray, you worship, you sing, you dance, you go to church and try to be good. Mm-hmm. One of my friends basically said, I'm a good person, so that I'm probably gonna go to heaven. I'm like, I listen, shot good. I'm right. glad you're a good person, but let's go a step further and let's actually lock in with God. Right. Uh, Cause that's what's gonna get you in heaven. Yeah. And, and honestly, just locking in with them probably not gonna get you there either. Mm-hmm. Like you really gotta have that relationship. Mm-hmm. You can't come to my birthday party if I don't know you. Right. Um. So yeah, I I agree, and I think that being a follower of Christ means looking at who He was and what He did, and mm-hmm. trying to do that. You may fall short, obviously, but uh, loving your enemies. That's something hard to that's do, something but that's something that he, that's, he had to do, and that's yeah, something that you got to do. So that when that girl boy cuss you out, you got to respond with love, and mm-hmm. you have to treat them like Christ would, would treat, treat him, him right. or her. When uh, your parents irritate you, you got to honor them. Mm-hmm. When even if they provoke you, you got to honor them because that's what Christ would do. Mm-hmm. It's 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 so many things that we've been taught. Even like go where you're celebrated. God ain't said that. He said, go where you're called. You go where mm-hmm. I called you to go. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things that's twisted nowadays that just don't align with being a Christ follower. Yeah. And, and it can seem like you're the outcast or like you're different from everybody else, but yeah. be separated. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. So, I agree. Kurt Cousins, he said that. Yeah, he did his big one on that one. I definitely, definitely like, just bless my life how he said that. And it made yeah. me reflect on yeah. if I'm following or if I'm just a fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? But things like that. But yeah, That's man. Good. That was definitely a football way to put that. Yeah. Like you, you, you a fan or you in the game. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, man. That was definitely good. Any last words though? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um no. I think we said a lot. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope that everybody's got something from this. Mm-hmm. Be be a be a Christ follower, not a fan. There you go. That's yeah. That's 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 a good one. That's a good, I think that we should expound on that on another episode. We definitely should. Like, what does it mean to be a Christ follower? Let's break it down. Mm. Like, educate them. Mm. Absolutely, I love it, man. This has been another episode of Saved and Such. You can follow us on all streaming platforms at S A V E D N S U C H. We're gonna continue to keep coming, man. Keep going because we want to be followers of Christ and not just Dang. a fan. So no matter what we do. We're not going to somewhere to be celebrated, but where we're called. And that's where we're going to continue to go. So we appreciate y'all, man. We love y'all. Love, peace. Chicken grease. You know the rest. There you go. <laughs>